Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And Val is coming to us from an undisclosed location <laughs> in the middle of Texas. Yeah, um, I was going, so I'm in Texas uh, at this uh, tattoo convention. I've never been to a ta- tattoo convention before. I know that's crazy because like I've been to every other kind of convention. Right, right. Um, so I'm in this in Longview, Texas, and where was, is Longview? I don't know. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of I'm Texas. Here. Um, I, I think we're like um, a, we're like two hours from I want to say Dallas, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, we're two hours from a major city. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. But we drove here, and it's twenty hour drive. So the first day we were making really good time. Um, We stopped um, in New Mexico after 10 hours. Everything was going great. The next morning we woke up, we got on the road. Um, We stopped at this cute little diner in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So that I could, it was on Route 66. I love it. I I love to do those things. Um, and we had looked up to see like, what was an, like an official authentic hole in the wall route 66 diner. Mm -hmm. And we found this diner called Comet two. And I had to do some work because like my job doesn't end. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I opened my laptop doing some work. Everything's good. I go outside. I'm like, you know what? I just feel sticky and gross. I want to get some face wipes out of my backpack. It's in the trunk open the trunk, grab my wipes, go to shut the trunk. Mm -hmm. Trunk won't shut all the way. Oh no. So we're like, okay, what's stuck? We have all, we have all this tattoo equipment in the back, suitcases, everything, but we've opened and closed it like a million times. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to close it, trying to close it. And I'm thinking, okay, there's gotta be a reset button. Cause it's one of those where it's automated. You click it and it closes You can click it and it opens. Right. So if there's something, a skew, then mm-hmm. it could. So I get on the YouTube, can't find anything. So he Dave ties it shut after he kicks it. <laughs> I love my husband. Um, he is one of the nicest guys in the world, but he, he is. has Hulk moments where mm-hmm. he gets angry and it just comes up and it's not at anyone else, it's just the rage within him. And he, of course, kicks it, thinking if I kick it, it it'll fix it. It'll fix it, yeah. Um, his car is only four years old. He brought it, bought it brand spanking new. So we tie the trunk closed. It's beeping the whole <laughs> way to this tiny, tiny little Toyota dealership in another small town <laughs> no. in New Mexico. And I managed to, we stop before we get there, I managed to like get on YouTube and find out how to shut the beeping off. (laughs) Cause I, but there was a moment where I was, and I've got this new red hair that I'm loving. And there was just this moment where I was like, you know, it's going to be okay. The sun's coming down. (laughs) 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 I'm just like trying to find your inner Zen. I'm doing the, I'm doing the black widow to Hulk like conversation. <laughs> awesome. So 
So we get to the dealership and they're looking at it and they're doing the same thing I did, like resetting it, all the YouTube things. Mm-hmm. And then they get their flashlight out and they find out that the hinges that are holding the door onto the car have torn. The metal hinges have torn. Oh, how does that even happen? So apparently it's not that uncommon for this car. I got on the interwebs. I got on the Reddit. I got on Uh message boards and other Toyota places. It's not like it happens all the time. Right. But there's enough stories out there that made Dave feel better that he's not the only one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If it's going to happen. I always have a feeling of like, what did I do wrong to make this weird thing happen to my car? Then you find out, okay, no, wasn't me. So so we're just thinking our trip that went from great to like then into the Avengers universe for a minute (laughs) is now going to end up being National Lampoons on the way home because we're we have to keep opening and closing the trunk because we got a little right. things in and out and uh-huh. we've got this string that's this twine rope thing that's holding it down so that it doesn't go flying open and so the exhaust does not go into the car because that, that oh, happened for 20 miles that was super fun think of we that. had to get it closed enough because we're just like fixed we have the windows down in new mexico like driving <laughs> Was the beeping happening while the asphyxiation was taking place? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm just over there. Like, don't say anything. Don't move. Don't. Because Dave's just trying to hold it in. Because this car, he bought it brand new. And it has had nothing but problems. Like, Like, he's had to fix so many things. And, of course, the dealership's like, well, we don't know that we can do anything about it. Um, so mm. guess what? They've never met me, so we'll figure it out. But Val's um... <laughs> Hulk is gonna come out. No, but I'm like, I'm not I'm nice about when I want things done, but mm-hmm. when you're supposed to when there's a right way, like it's a manufacturer issue, I think, at this point. Anyway, sorry, I know yeah. this was like a tangent about, but I, oh, I, I uh, you like had told we, me like that I looked tangents. like Scarlett Johansson before we came on, and I'm like, hold on. Because I, I had a I had a Black Widow moment two I, days ago. I feel like coming down. I feel like with this story, we kind of just need to like talk about a road trip movie, like Tommy uh-huh. Boy or something. Exactly. Okay. Apart. Like, let's do it when I get back. Because yeah, it's obviously yeah, thinking, you're living I'm through it right now. But on the way back, we should not only just have like one side tied closed but like another side because if the wind picks up like it was on the way out that door could just be gone like oh, we i just picture the door flying off the equipment flying out some poor little people driving behind us with like you know final destination chairs and <laughs> final destination wow tracy <laughs> at least nobody dies in mine <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was going to do this in the bedroom, um, but Dave is sleeping and I didn't want to wake him up and he's snoring. And I figured that probably wasn't good, like sound effects for us. Plus he deserves to sleep. He tattooed for like 10 hours yesterday, um, did three tattoos in one day. He's amazing. Um, on the same person too. On the same person. She was a trooper. That's a um, lot. 
that's a lot in one day. Yeah. Holy cow. yeah. So she's a trooper. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to get used to this because I'm going to be traveling more often, but I will be able to have my own room and I'll be in there with my mic and my headphones and everything. But I'm in the, I'm in the little business center. Ooh, nice. so I was going to say, on a Saturday, like nobody's coming in here. I was yeah, either this or the gym. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> either way, I don't think either of them are getting used today. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm sure that there's plenty of like high powered business meetings that are happening mm. in Longview, Texas at that business center. Multi-million dollar contracts are taking place there. Yes. I, I looked it's it up, Tracy. Place. So Longview yeah. is 60 miles west of Shreveport, Louisiana, and 125 miles east of Dallas, Fort Worth. Wow. So there yeah, you go. You, you, are, you are out there. Texas is a weird state, though, because it's mm -hmm. like you've got Dallas and Fort Worth, you've got Houston, and then you've got like Austin and San Antonio, and then like nothing. Nothing. Like, <laughs> like, just these little towns and miles and miles of nothing. We should probably throw El Paso in there, but who wants to? So, it, yeah. did you guys see the cool pictures of that um, shipwreck? Yes. Like, mountain thing. Yeah, that We're was driving cool. around it, and I'm like, babe, like, how do we get there? Like, we've got time. How do we get there? And we found a road that led us like we started at one side and went all the way around. And it does look cooler on the other side that I didn't get pictures of because there's all this rock like coming up. Mm -hmm. But there's some cool stuff in the middle of nowhere out here. I, I think that this might have to be developed into a screenplay, Val. Hey, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy traveling to write this. No, you're a better writer than me. What are you talking about like you're i can help you make the movie you gotta Deal. write it though i give the ideas you create the magic then i make it happen like this Let's is do this we've been doing this for how many three years three years. three years ago yesterday we had episode number five up it was oh in my, my memories episode number five wow yep we <laughs> really like each other because we stuck <laughs> it out because we keep coming back um what was episode five? Do you remember? I don't know. Um, I can look it up. I also wanted to let you know that tomorrow when I leave here, I am going to um, the Uranus Fudge Factory in Missouri. Yes. So that I can get that sticker. And there I'm just going to leave that yep. for you to figure out what that's going to say. I, I have multiple variations. On <laughs> oh, let wow. me look it's like when I went to Beaver and I had to stop at the Beaver Taco and get a get a sticker. That I mean, that taco place is named after me. It's Val's Tacos. This is true. Yeah. And then the uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, the, the it alien, was Wally. Wally was food. our fifth episode. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. great one. Yeah, go listen to that, peeps. Yeah, well, I kind of feel that. like since Val's in Texas and all this craziness is happening, I should have picked No Country for Old Men to talk about today. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you don't need to. <laughs> it's not necessary. I mean, if it is, in fact, your favorite former Best Picture winner, then you uh, can talk it's, about it's, no it's up there. But, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's what we're talking about. That was a great segue, Tracy. <laughs> Since you, you know, you're getting better at those segues since you like to point out how well I'm doing on the segues, today we'll, we'll point out how well you're doing. I had one, by the way, off of Wally, who I believe, which 
I believe, won Best Animated Feature it did. at the Oscars. So I had one all set, but thank you for doing my job for me, Tracy. I appreciate it. <laughs> Like this is our, this is our last episode, everybody. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Hi, <good> night, everybody. <laughs> the band is breaking up. <laughs> when this episode drops on Monday morning, if I don't, I, I hate to ruin the magic for everyone, but we're recording this before Monday. And when this episode drops, it will be after the Oscars. And we have no idea what's going to happen at the Oscars, uh, except that people will talk a lot. People will be upset. They'll go over by about 20 minutes because it always does. And people are going to be unhappy regardless well, of who wins. So. As long as licorice pizza doesn't win, I'll probably be okay. Licorice pizza is not going to win. It's not going to win crazy. <laughs> I, this has become like this big fear for you. It's not going <laughs> to happen. It's just dance. It's not alternate, there's an alternate multiverse universe where this happens. And it's just, I feel this bad. For those this is not, um, let me, I, I wanted, I knew you were going to bring that up. And so I did want to preface that this is not the year 2000 where American Beauty, oh. a movie where I feel like is similarly uh, mm -hmm. not appropriate to win an Oscar, um, won an Oscar, won, won Best Picture. And, and it's crazy to me. I'm not saying now this is the thing. I do not care for the movie. Mm -hmm. um and i don't think that it holds up if no. you if it opened in theaters today oh, oh. <laughs> for that, more that, than one reason that, that movie plastic, wouldn't have made it <laughs> that plastic bag has more respect and clout in hollywood than kevin spacey does so. <laughs> plus i just think what the movie is about is mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. yeah well, and then you've got 1998, where Shakespeare and Love beat out. Listen, are we going to get into this again? Yes. <laughs> Every time it comes up, we have to hear about Shakespeare and Love. All right, go ahead. And how Tracy, not in love Tracy is. Let it out. Let it out, Tracy. That, that's one that didn't. It's a decently made film, but it did not deserve to win Best Picture by any stretch of the imagination that year. What did deserve to win Best Picture that year? Uh, there was Quiz Show. There was Shawshank Redemption. I believe Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I think Shawshank. I yeah, mean, any of I, those be, between those movies, I think both Shawshank and Quiz Show hold up better. Mm -hmm. And if Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction was nominated that year, I think it also Pulp holds Pulp up Pulp. better than uh, not that I've seen Pulp Fiction, but just <laughs> don't, the style of, I don't, Jake. I, dude, please one don't. of my one of my no, favorite it, jokes in the in the show community is when the very Christian lady says, "Oh, I watched that once. It was a nice thirty minute film about people who did Bible study together." Yeah, yeah. Because you watch the edited version. <laughs> yeah. So if it, Quentin Tarantino is not my jam, I just know right. that. I'm sure he's a talented, super great filmmaker, and I'm not trying to say anything disparaging. He just not, does not make yeah. movies that appeal to me and what I enjoy to watch. Yeah. Right. But if I were to ever watch a Quentin Tarantino movie, it would be Pulp Fiction because I think that's his one, probably his most iconic yeah, Reservoir that, Dogs, man. That and Reservoir Dogs, Dogs. yeah. Yeah. I, I would watch Reservoir Dogs over Pulp Fiction. This is the thing. I'm I'm right there with you with Quentin Tarantino. We could do a whole episode on Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I respect his filmmaking. I think that um the way that he the way that Pulp Fiction was made and the way that he challenged the audience mm -hmm. um in in viewing that and 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 it worked, it was really great. The movie itself. Yeah, was not for me. Quentin Tarantino is not 
really for me, but I respect him as a filmmaker. Um, but Reservoir Dogs, I think, is my favorite film. Of That's that, that, probably my favorite as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, if I were to ever see one, I'll watch Reservoir Dogs and not Pulp Fiction. But not that I'm planning on doing... I <laughs> and i know that people will say how do you know until you've ever seen it there's just some things you know uh, we know we know yeah. for you jake yes, we, yeah. we know for you, you. Yes. you should never watch pulp fiction yeah and that and that and i'm totally comfortable with that but people who love Quentin, you know i think that's awesome yeah. i am not trying to say he's not talented he is it, just not for me yeah. you shouldn't watch jackass forever i can tell you that right now yeah I that one it. i knew that i one, didn't need to see it I feel like, okay, so here's the thing. With Quentin Tarantino, I think there's a certain amount of pressure if you're into movies to see something that's yes. done because yes. he is yes. who he is and what, what he's accomplished. There is zero pressure, I feel, to see <laughs> any iteration ever. I, it's what I just, again, it's just not for me. You Trailers just, are you amazing just know. in that way to help you know that that movie is you just just no, Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you enjoy Jackass Forever and Jackass movies, whatever, that's fantastic. And I think that that's wonderful. It takes all sorts of people. So and I'm looking at your wall, Jake. You've got several well, you've got you've got Rocky there. Star mm-hmm. Wars wasn't nominated, but that that's a classic. Yep. I do, I have do love that Rocky poster though. Right. There. Yeah. But I think that's gotta be from Rocky too. Oh, is that yeah. too? Yeah. Yeah, because he's got oh. the belt. Oh, and he doesn't okay. win against Creed, so I think okay. it's either Rocky two or Rocky three. But I love that picture. I just love the whole Rocky series. So yeah. I think uh, we may have picked our the same favorite movie. We didn't because <laughs> oh, okay. I knew that that might be one that somebody picked, so I didn't go there. So I tried not to be predictable today, but it's really hard because the ones that I like, I've I've said over and over yeah. that they're the ones that the movies yeah. that I like. Okay. So I don't, I don't let's, know. Let's jump into it, Val. What'd you pick? <laughs> Yeah, what'd you pick, Val? It was really hard because you guys all know that the reason I even went to film school um, was because of a certain movie. And I've talked about this movie a lot. And, you know, Schindler's List and Steven Spielberg just is such a turning point in my life. Like Mm -hmm. watching that movie changed the way that I looked at a lot of stuff and that movie came out in 1994. I was a child. (laughs) Yeah. I was, Um, I was first, first year in college, second year in college. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just, I was just heading into um, ninth grade at that point. Um, And, and I, I I had, I didn't get to see it in uh, the theater because that wasn't a movie that, my parents um, were even thought about taking a kid to. Right. Right. Um, And so I didn't get to see it until a year later when it was on like HBO or something. And I kind of was sneaky (laughs) and watched it. Um, And then I had to go in and tell my dad, like, I just watched this movie and he's like, Oh yeah. And then he watched it and he's like, yeah, that's, you know, and so we talked about it. So, but I've talked about that movie before, and so mm-hmm. I didn't want to pick that. But I've also talked about Rocky before. That's okay. And Rocky to me is I'm is my pick of the day okay. because this is the thing. I don't think that if that movie was made today, it being as good as it and updated and whatever, like is I don't think it would be nominated because it's a box office hit. Yep. yep. It is 
I put it in the same category as like these action hero, superhero movies, um, or, you know, like Creed is really good, but not nominated for anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that it was just this flashpoint moment in history where everything came together right for Sylvester Stallone Mm -hmm. and these Mm -hmm. filmmakers. And for some reason, a blockbuster hit one best picture. Um, And it was deserved and it's still deserved. It holds up so well. But I, and it was, you know, he wrote the screenplay in three days, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, He wasn't anyone. Like he just wasn't, this is, I mean, it's kind of like the Goodwill hunting kind of story, you know, like Mm -hmm. with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, Mm -hmm. but they had done more work in Hollywood than he had done because he did something um, on the East coast, a movie that he was really big in, but it wasn't a big movie and decided I'm going to move to Hollywood, wrote a script (laughs) in three days. And then the movie got made like that doesn't happen. That's like the American dream. Mm -hmm. And then it won best picture. So for me, I had to pick that because just the story behind it and the fact yeah. that, you know, even today, like it was, it won in what, 1977. I wasn't okay. even born yet. And it won best picture. You had to drop that. People, <laughs> it's, it's poignant to I, I know. the story. <laughs> um, but people still love it. Like of all ages, mm-hmm. like people younger than me, are like discovering it. People, Sammy's age, my daughter's age are discovering it and loving it. And, but I don't think it was just a fluke. It was some Hmm. random fluke that it would have even been nominated. Right. Uh, Am I the only one that sees this? No, No, absolutely. And I I think what's really interesting about Rocky uh, is I don't know that there's a whole lot of movies that really, capture the feeling of the time like Rocky yes. because it is a snapshot of that is how America felt in 1976, 1977 from stories that I've heard from elders that have talked to me, <laughs> um, but even down to the fact, like he's, he's a blue collar worker, how mm-hmm. hard it is for the blue collar worker at that time. Um, even down to the fact that in the big match, he doesn't win. Right. Yeah. Goes the distance. yeah. Goes the distance and that's it, but he doesn't win. And that is so like 1970s where it's just about like going the distance is the big victory. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's not until we get into the Rockies in the eighties where he wins because the eighties is all about winning all the time. No matter. Oh, what. absolutely. So, I mean, he does win in Rocky too. And I think that also came out in the seventies, but really like, that was the attitude in the seventies is yeah, just going the distance, waking up, doing your thing every day and just making it to the end. That's a victory. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was up against all the president's men, Robert Redford, Ooh. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Like, this movie was also kind of poignant for its time, but I just want to say this, like Rocky was also, he is not really what Hollywood was looking at at the time. Oh no. You know what I mean, uh-uh. like if you look at all presidents men, that's Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman. Like that's that's Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then you've got this, you know, Philly guy with like this accent you can't quite understand everything. Uh, he doesn't really look like anyone. Nobody knows him. He doesn't mm-hmm. play the politics. Um and so it was just yeah, it's just for me and I think it was up against a movie called Network that I don't think I saw. 
Oh, network's good. That's the prequel to the social network. <laughs> no, it's not. no, it's not. Dude, that was quick. Yeah. Well done. See, it takes me. I haven't me... seen it, but also Faye Dunaway, William Holden, yeah. Peter Finch. I love Peter Finch. Like that's Robert Duvall. That's Robert, one of the most I, I, I need to watch this movie. Yeah, I need yeah. to watch. But again, like those are heavy hitters that in Hollywood at that time, mm -hmm. big deals continue to be big deals. And Sylvester Stallone has not been back with any other movie since 1977 for the Oscars. No. Uh -uh. And I, I love the fact that he, like in order to get the film made, he insisted that he be in it. Like mm -hmm. that is just so cool to me. I love the fact that he was the writer, director, actor, and yeah, he didn't have the, the, the clout, but it was such a low budget, little film that nobody expected anything of he got he got the opportunity to do it and yeah major props to him so that's my pick i like it that's a great pick dun, 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 I mean, dun, 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 dun. i'm gonna be in philly in a couple weeks so i'm excited and you've been to philly before right yeah one other time yeah that'll be cool yeah. by the way if you want some really good food picks follow val on <laughs> Facebook oh, my heart attack. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even posted what I didn't like, finish last night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I just, I love following you, your travels with food. It's just awesome. Lots of really good food. We need a like, food podcast, guys. We, we, we kind of do. We, I, I'm excited to see the Philly cheesesteak that you get. Uh, I'm, I'm just. Well, now I have to get one. Because you said. Well, I, <laughs> Well, and Dave's from Philly, right? Yeah. So he's going to well, take. He's from he's place. from Harrisburg, but close enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody ever says they're from Harrisburg. That's like saying that right. you're, you know, you're really from Longview, <laughs> but you say you're from Dallas. Yeah. And everybody's like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "Salt Lake City," because uh -huh. knows what Taylorsville is. Yeah. <laughs> Salt Lake City. I'm from Magna. Where's that? It's Salt Lake. It's mine. Magma. What? Magma. Sexatuilla. Oh, how do you spell that? Don't ask. All right. You just take Bangor Highway. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And just keep going. All right, Tracy, what's your pick? We know it's not No Country for Old Men. <laughs> I debated on that one. <clears throat> um, no Country is, I think, one of the most accessible Coen Brothers films. Um, I love their stuff. I haven't seen uh, Joel Cohen's Macbeth with um, uh, Denzel Washington. Uh, Denzel, watched, yeah, I haven't seen let me that know one when yet. You've watched that, we should okay. definitely do a talkie. I, I, I'm excited to see that one. Um, Anton Chigurh is one of the best villains in the modern era. Like the stuff that they do with that character is just insane. You got Tommy Lee Jones. Um, so that one I almost picked, but I'm going to take us back to, I think it's 2008. Yes. Um, the first film that was directed and nominated for best picture by a woman. I'm going with the hurt locker. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of Catherine Bigelow. I, I first found Catherine Bigelow's work when I was working at the video store and it was probably, 97 or 98 and we got a screener in and this was back in the day you used to get vhs tapes of movies before they came out 
and we would be able to take them home and watch them so that we could talk about them when they came out and, and, you know, try and upsell customers and stuff like that. And she had a film called strange days with Ray Fiennes. And I had just seen Ray Fiennes in Schindler's list. And I'm like, Oh, okay. This is kind of a cyberpunk um, thriller and didn't know anything about it. Didn't know what to expect. And that film blew my mind. Like that film just rocked me um, with the, with the cinematography, with the coloring, with the story that she was telling. Um, and I'm like, this is somebody I want to pay attention to. And it's so cool to see how far she's come um, because she did point break, um, which was a big hit, but then she did, uh, I think it was, was a blue steel with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I want to say it was blue steel. I could be wrong, but Anyway, she, uh, as they both go to their phones. <laughs> Sorry. I No, I love the Google machine. Don't, no, no, feel free. Um, but I love, I, it bothers me that it took until 2008 to get a nomination for a female director. And she's still only the second, one of two. She was the first. Um, Zhao with uh, Nomadland was the second one last year. Um, but this is a story that is all about, uh, it's got Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie. Um, so before they were in Marvel, they were in the Hurt Locker together. And Jeremy Renner plays this um, device, the, the explosive device guy who can, who he can. He's the human it. detonator is what yes. he mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and so he goes in and tries to, to undetonate the the bombs during the Iraq war and the thing that's so interesting with that film as I love is they have like really close over the shoulder shots and they actually have like some point of view shots where you're inside the helmet and the sound design is so great because all you're hearing is his breathing and the radio talk and they're talking about how which wire do you cut how's this laid out and the way that it's filmed, the tension just builds and builds and builds. Um, and each set piece gets more intense than the previous one, which you can't, you, you don't think is possible till you get to the next one. Um, eventually at the end where we have the poor Iraqi citizen who has been chosen to be a suicide bomber, he didn't choose it, but somebody else chose it. And Renner's trying to defuse the bomb and eventually he can't do it and has to leave and the guy explodes and it's just, it's a raw, powerful film. Um, this is a woman who was married to James Cameron for a while. So you know that she's tough because he is not going to be easy <laughs> to be married to. Um, and then uh, I, I, I'm just a big, big fan of her work. She went on to do zero dark 30 Love um, Dark 30. He hasn't done anything for a little while, but she's a really, really underappreciated director. Um, Detroit was a oh, fantastic yes. movie. Yes. That was, that was really, if you film. haven't seen Detroit, I saw that in the theater and I have never, except for when we went to um, A Quiet Place, uh-huh. I don't know that I've been in a theater that was more quiet at certain moments than during that film. I, I could see that. Hard. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. So she's, a, I'm a big fan of Catherine Bigelow. If you have not checked out her, her work, um, do so. Yeah. Point break with Keanu Reeves with Patrick Swayze. Um, but yeah. So I went with the Hurt Locker. 
Nice. Good pick. Um, I I put a list together because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what people were going to pick. And then that way I felt like no matter what, I would have I've one. got a backup. Yeah, <laughs> backup. Um, and one of them that was on my list was Return of the King. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've we've talked Lord of the Rings recently, so I was really hoping not to dig into that one. But, I mean, obviously those are my favorite movies. What a great culmination to that trilogy. Yeah, it was, and I don't, I don't know that it was the most deserving out of the trilogy to win Best Picture, but I think it was, and we always talk about it's, this. It was the culmination trilogy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then others that were on my list: Braveheart, which I know we've talked about on the show before, mm-hmm. um, and Rocky was definitely on my list. Um, and I, I even looked at some of the ones that were older that I really enjoy, like You Can't Take It With You, which was mm-hmm. like back in the '30s or '40s. Um, best years of our lives, which is a fantastic film. I haven't seen that one. It is, it's, it's post-World War II and it deals with what is it like coming home from the war. And one of the guys in the film was actually a soldier in the war that lost both of his hands. And so he had two hooks for hands instead of hands. And so it's kind of, you know, what, what was life like after the war for these that came home from these traumatic experiences. So which is an interesting film to go back and watch because it was made so close to World War II. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we think historically of everybody kind of being on the same page during World War II. We all got behind the soldiers. We were right. all behind the war effort and everything else. And there wasn't a lot of discussion, at least in, in our collective memories of like how hard it was and the tra- trauma that happened yeah. afterward. Yeah. Um, but um, I think he just handed me some Pop-Tarts because I mean, hey if somebody's going to deliver you pop tarts that's yeah. awesome. nobody's delivering me pop tarts in this little <laughs> box yeah <laughs> don't they have even like just like wrapped cinnamon rolls or something like how all the, i have to go all the way oh, out yeah. there they've got like five day old uh cinnamon rolls they've got <laughs> and just just i i've been it's been a problem before. Just make sure you check the expiration date on the yogurts if you have a yogurt. Oh, too. I don't eat yogurt. Okay, well then you'll be fine. But I have I have a leftover Monte Cristo in the fridge. Wow! That I told you I'm going to die in Texas. That is such a guilty pleasure sandwich. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Monte Monte Cristo sandwiches. Though, whenever I think of them, I think of Blue Bayou sitting yep. there. I've never I have never experienced that. All right, we're taking a road trip. It's it's close yeah. through the summer, but we're taking a road trip. We're doing a Disney food trip. That's all there is to it. Hey. Yeah. Sorry to sorry to get in the way of your pick. No, no, it's fine. Um, you said yeah, Pop Tart, so I know I was the one that took it there. So his his pick is going to be the cousin kind of pop in as he was. Ben, my youngest, he's very into sharing. Whenever he gets candy Aww. or whatever, he's like. Like, oh, are you enjoying that candy? And I feel bad because if I comment on it, I know he's going to give me some. So I try not to say anything because, like, if I'm like, oh, is that candy good or whatever? He's like, yeah, but sharing is better. Here, Dad, you can have one. And I'm like, all right. You're too too kind. Um, But the movie that I ended up picking was Gladiator, which won in 2001. This was Russell Crowe at the peak of his career. I think Mm -hmm. we can safely say. I don't know Mm -hmm. that. He's, I mean, this was in the run when he was doing Cinderella Man, A Beautiful Mind, yep. Um, yep. all of those movies that he was just really kind of coming into his own as an actor. Um, 
this movie is so good. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing in this. Like he is yeah. in everything. I mean, the guy just the guy knows just how good. to act. Mm-hmm. He's a weird duck in real life, but the guy <laughs> knows how to act for sure. Um, and then you've got Ridley Scott as the director. Mm-hmm. Um, and this seemed like this was a really kind of big theme in the nineties. You've got the guy who's been through war and hell and loses his family. And then he, you know, ends up fighting the power because he lost his family. Cause we saw it with Braveheart. We saw it with the Patriot and now mm-hmm. here in gladiator, but it's a theme that I like a lot. And I think that this is really well played. The music though, in this movie is just phenomenal. Sets the tone uh, so well. Um, and it's just, it's just amazing. When, when I was in Germany on my, um, LDS church mission, mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to listen to like popular music. Um, we could listen to like churchy music and you can only listen to Motab so many times. Like, All right, we need something different. And then our mission president was okay with us listening to like film scores. Oh, nice. So Gladiator was one, uh, that, uh, someone in our ward was able to burn onto a CD for me. And um, I listened to that quite a bit. And so it, it brings me back to that time as well. But mm-hmm. um, just to, had you seen it before your mission or was the music? What? No, I had seen it before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was one of those, you guys know, and we've talked about this before. I'm very selective about the, the R rated films that I'll go see. And sure. um, I try to research it to make sure because there's, there are things that I just feel are inappropriate that I don't want to see. And so I'll research and whatever, but this was, my teenage years, I was a little bit more rebellious and I watched more. <laughs> this was one that I had seen and it was, it's fantastic. I mean, it's just such a great movie from start to finish. Yeah. Um, so that, that's my pick. Is that, that one was like so groundbreaking in terms of a lot of the effects, which hold up, which isn't yeah. always the case, you know, um, those scenes with the Coliseum that they built and the, and the crowds inside, Mm-hmm. I, it's it's remarkable what they pulled off and and ridley scott's talked for years and it looks like it's finally going to happen that he's going to revisit that story and it'll probably be maximus's kid mm-hmm. that will that will follow so that'll be interesting to see val's yeah. not happy about Leave that one alone. i'm i'm with val on <laughs> this to be honest like i, I get it, it here's the thing. There's no secret that Hollywood's about making money. And if people don't understand that that's what it is, then they're <laughs> dumb. Right. And I, they're not dumb. Sorry. He, he, he didn't make money on the last duel. So he's got to recoup. Well, that somewhere maybe else. he should start making better movies. Yeah. <laughs> so but, He had that. And then the, what was the, the, the Prada one with Lady Gaga this yeah. year? Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. Two stinkers I, in a row. And yeah. I'm so bummed because he did the two alien prequels and we're never going to get the third one. And that just bums me out. Yeah. He's an interesting director. He's hit or miss for me. He is. This is definitely a hit. For this me, is a but, hit. Yes. But it is a movie that I don't think we need to revisit the story. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many movies that we can just let them stand. It's okay to have a movie. That's just that one film. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is in that same category. Um, I think it cheapens the first one sometimes, even when you do it. Yeah, you shouldn't. So yeah, absolutely. Maybe even if it's done well, do like a Ridley Scott month. Yeah, we could do that. He's got Gladiator. Gladiator Two is on here. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's officially greenlit, but it's basically well, like whenever he says that he wants the to go. 
Um, we've yeah. got the Martian Kingdom of Heaven, Blade mm, Runner, Martian. Blade Runner 2049. Um, no, he, he was the producer on that. He didn't direct that one. But if, if we're doing a Ridley Scott month, oh, any yeah. movie that he's touched, those, I think we can Those two films are great. Yeah. Alien, yeah. The Last Duel. I would like to talk about The Last Duel just because I have a lot of things to say about that movie. Okay. Black Hawk Down, one of my favorite mm -hmm. movies. American Gangster, Robin Hood, I absolutely love. I know people don't yeah. love that Robin Hood movie. I love it. It's not a bad... I think the problem it's with the Robin with Hood... Russell Crowe. Yeah, it's a good Robin Hood movie. I think the problem with Robin Hood in general is... We've gotten so many Robin Hood movies. Oh, that I think I'm just Robin Hooded out. Even still, even though it's been years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe we, could, we could do a Robin Hood month and do we Robin could. Hood. I don't know. I don't think night. that would be a good idea. I think one episode where we just talk just about all the Robin, Robin Hood movies. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it was a good idea until I said Prince of Thieves and that no, we're no, not. no, that, we're out. I, I, I like Prince of Thieves. Okay. Yeah. And speaking, speaking of movies that, that didn't necessarily need to be made, the new Matrix, I liked it. Okay. But it's another one that was just unnecessary and I didn't like it at all. So it, it had some moments. So, but... It was so convoluted and I don't know. And I get that it's Matrix and I get that Matrix is weird in general but it just i agree it, didn't it wasn't made. weird it didn't, though it didn't just didn't made. it didn't know what it wanted to be yeah like are you making fun of yourself or are yeah. you like what i i don't know i don't know as an audience member how i'm supposed to feel. how i'm supposed to feel yeah yeah i for me i watched it because i had seen the original matrix movies and i was like okay let's see what this is all yeah. about keanu reeves we really like him mm -hmm. um and I think he's a phenomenal actor and any episode that you find where I say anything to the contrary, it was obviously lies. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, but, but here's the thing. I watched it and there were times where I was like, I am bored. I want to turn it off. And that's a bad sign for me in a movie. Yeah. I can watch a lot of different movies and be entertained or intrigued. I don't need fast paced story or anything like that, but this was just boring. Mm -hmm. and I, Tracy, I do have to say there were moments where I was like this character and this actor playing this character. I was like, this is really cool. I mm -hmm. would like to know more about this. Yeah. Like, and there were some visuals um, where when Jada Pinkett mm -hmm. um, Smith, like her character and the visuals around where she's at, like where they, I really liked a lot of that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I feel like that. And then the beginning of the movie and then some of the crap mixed in between that. I was like, what? I yeah. don't know what I, yeah. I just thought yeah. it was so many different it was, ideas. It, it was absolutely, it was not a tight yeah. film at all. It meandered. Yeah. I so, do think we are going to have another best picture with a female actor or a female director win. Um, so I'm just going to throw that out there. We have two opportunities Mm -hmm. for a, a, a best picture with a female director to win. And got, I think that's going to happen. The power of the dog. Is that where you're going? Well, we have um, the power of the dog and we have. Um, Coda. Coda. 
Oh, that's right. I forgot that was the female director. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Coda will win, but I think Power of the Dog has a chance. chance. There is a chance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think I think those are the two that it's gonna come down to is Coda. So I'm there was a really interesting article. Um, it's a little controversial, but it was a really interesting article, and I'll have to find it and put it on our Facebook page about how the Academy Awards is starting to look at having a system where you have to have had a certain amount of people with disabilities or a certain amount of people that are minorities in order to even be nominated. And so um, it's, it's, it's hard to see where that gets a little sticky. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And to ask people to give very specific details about their lives to be just to be the crew members so you can keep it in a database so you can, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of trouble. I like the idea behind it, but there's a lot well, like of supportive there, and inclusive, but, but like, right. I mean, I've had to apply for some new jobs lately over the last couple of months. Right. And it gets like really intrusive to the point where I don't really want to get into my mental health issues with uh-huh. you, uh-huh. but if you hire me and I have these, they get to mark it off on some database somewhere that they went out of their way to hire right. someone with a mental health issue because now in certain places having a mental health issue like the one that I have is considered a disability mm-hmm. on the disability list. Wow. And I just I again I want I want jobs to be available for the best person for the job and whether that person is green, male, blue, female. orange, male, female, mm-hmm. has all their limbs, does not, just whatever is going on, I don't care as long as they are the best person for the job. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of, you know, you have some actors or filmmakers that say, you know, I want to make sure that this set has a percentage of women just mm-hmm. so that you make sure that you go and look for women or a percentage of minorities. So you go look for minorities and a percentage of like, that's fine, but to make right. it mandatory, mandatory. Yeah. I think now you're taking, you're taking it away from the people that mm-hmm. have a disability or that are a minority or whatever, because now people are going to say, did well, they get the job? Hired. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there has to be, I get why, I get why people want it to happen because you have a certain amount of people and we all do this every day. We sit down, we think of people that we know and we invite them to do things or projects mm-hmm. or whatever. And sometimes it's just easier to think within that circle. And right. we, need, we all need to start thinking outside of our circle to make the circle bigger for more mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It's just, it's so, it's like, how do we do it? Like, I get it. It's, that is controversial because how do we do it in the right way Yeah. Um, to open the circle for more people to come in? Yeah, that's sticky. Yeah, please post that. I, I definitely want to read it. It's a really well new, it's a really well written and nuanced article and it's uh, one of the industry um, publications. So yeah, I'll post that. Um do you guys plan on watching the Oscars or are you just going to like check social media to see the winners? So I'm still going to be at the convention hall tomorrow, but I'm going to try and watch it. I'm also a little behind because I'm supposed to, I was supposed to watch um, Moon Knight like two days ago, the first Mm. three episodes. So I need to watch that today. 
Um, so I might have to do the social media thing and then go back and watch certain clips. So it'll just all depend. Yeah. Yeah. I think it more than likely I'll watch what I can, but it's going to yeah. be mostly just following up the next and, day. And it used it, to be must see TV to me and it's just not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's now it's much easier. Like I want to know the big categories and mm -hmm. who wins, but it's hard yeah. to sit through a show that's as long as it is. And, um, just with kids and things like that. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're not going to sit and watch it. Well, and I wish, and we've talked about this before, like how they expanded the amount of picture, uh, you know, best picture nominees to be more inclusive and all that. But I think that they forget to celebrate the fun of going to the movies. Yeah. And the, the art behind it. And instead it's almost like a lecture about how we're smarter and we're better. And we're going to tell you why this is the case. And instead of, this is a big tent and there's tons of movies and let's celebrate this thing that we all love. Yeah. Um, which I think they really need to get back to if they have any chance of keeping um, this show going. Cause the ratings last year and granted it was a COVID year and everything was, yeah. was weird, but they only had 10 million viewers last year, which sounds weird to say only, but they used to get almost Super Bowl numbers. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't come close to that, if, like if they come close to that this year, they're in real, real, real trouble. I just, yeah. I think with social media, we can see our celebrities so many other places uh -huh. that it's, uh -huh. I don't, I just don't think it's, we're ever going to get back to that well, place. Yeah. And I think just, yeah, I agree. And I think as we've seen the movie industry start to adapt and evolve and things like that, as we consume media different, I think things like Oscars are going to evolve and change too, because the interest just isn't going to be there. And I think they're looking more, I think the other thing that networks will start doing is they're going to look more at, okay, well, how many views did we get on YouTube for the mm -hmm. clips and how many this and how many that and looking for other ways to kind of leverage where and how people are accessing that stuff instead of just how did the show itself do? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. They're going to have to, if they want to keep surviving, figure out how to leverage that and use it to their advantage. So Mm -hmm. Well, we I, would love to know, I think me, I would love to know personally, like everyone that's watching or listening, like, did you see any of the movies this year yeah. that were nominated for best picture? You know, like what was the percentage that you saw? Did you tune in? Did the movie that you thought what, like, I just kind of want to know what everybody, what everybody's doing. So please mm -hmm. like share with us, like what you thought about this year's movies, what you thought about the Oscars, um, you know, it was a lot e easier the last couple of years to consume mm -hmm. um, movies um, because they're, it's just easier to get to them now. But, yeah, I kind of want to know. And it'll be interesting to see over the next few years how that changes because I don't know that there's any way going back to exactly how it was before. No. Uh -uh. But I also don't want to lose the movie-going experience. Mm -hmm. I, I do know that we, um, film critics... We got an email this last week um, telling us that all blockbuster movies, not like independent films, mm -hmm. but all blockbuster movies are now going to be screened um, with mass audiences again. Like we used. Oh, nice. There nice. will be some, no, nah, some, some of the critics don't love that because they're not ready to go back. <laughs> I get um, that. Yeah. Some movies will still have screener link availabilities. Um but it's now we're going to be in, in, you know, a theater. I went and saw um, the new Sandra Bullock movie the other day, the lost yeah. city. And we were crammed in there. Like it, like pandemic had never happened. Like, mm -hmm. so 
um, yeah, it was full and, and they gave us our seat even as critics and we all sat next to each other and, you know, it was a full theater. So I think there's a, there's, I love that experience. Um, but I do think that, that studios are like, okay, we want to push everybody back into the theater. So there, nobody seemed to mind. We get, you know, tickets were given away on radio stations and television and all of that kind of stuff. And it was full. There was no empty seat in that theater. And it was a, a big theater. It, nice. it could, and that could just be the anticipation for the lost city with um, that looks like you know, a lot Bullock and Channing Tatum. I mean, I'm sure that's <laughs> what really drove everybody to go see it. My review, I'm a little behind my review for that will be up on Tuesday. I know the movie has already opened, um, but I, I did give that um, a B. Nice. That's, um, that's kind of what I was. It, hoping. it, wasn't, what it, it wasn't like amazing. Mm -hmm. But there were so many fun moments. It's definitely not my favorite Sandra Bullock movie or my favorite Channing Tatum movie. Mm -hmm. um, but there were so many great moments, and the cameo from Brad Pitt just <laughs> made my my made my whole month was fantastic. But I just I do there is something to be missed about the Sandra Bullock rom com. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then Dave and I two nights ago turned on the TV and. Uh, uh, you know, her and Ryan Reynolds movie was on and, you know, we just had to watch it, um, mm -hmm. the proposal. Uh, and so I think, you know, rom-coms might be making a comeback. So, yeah, that's fine. We, yeah. There's room for rom-coms for sure. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we would love to hear from you what your favorite Oscar winner was from best picture winner, I should say from years past. And, what you thought of the Oscars this year, you can send that email to podcast at movies that make us.com, or you can reply uh, or post a comment to this on Facebook or YouTube or wherever. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and thanks for watching. And in the meantime, we won't see you at the movies. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.